Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Changeover, brought to you by Tipsy Tennis Podcast. I am here with longtime nemesis, probably the fastest guy in uh, Eastern section. Great tennis player, great tennis enthusiast. Uh, he's been around the block once or twice. Without further ado, I introduce Dylan McKenzie. Uh, first question for you, because we are about to play a tournament match today. How do you prepare for a tournament match? What goes through your mind and what goes through your body? Okay, uh, how's it going out there today, people? Um, I, uh, my preparation goes into a few different ways. Uh, first of all, I try to eat good food, healthy, try not to like, you know, um, pig out or whatever on like some greasy stuff. Try to keep it fresh, you know, some sushi, things like that. But before that, you know, um, like let's say like the day before my match time, I just I just try to make sure my schedule for that day is um, I have a, a clear picture of my schedule. I don't want to like you know have like too much of an open time or like just things that you know could possibly go one way or the other. You try to just keep it like on schedule. That way I could uh, at least have time to prepare my meals and things like that before the match that day. I try not to like you know like talk too much. Like I don't want to like. I guess hype myself up for certain things. I want to just try to keep a clear mind, so that's uh, keep my expectations just um, firmly on the match in front of me. You know, mm-hmm. so keeping it humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't try to like think too much ahead. You know, this and that. What do you do in terms of uh, like uh, physically warming up? Is there any particular exercises, routines that you like to do? Um, uh, not in particular. Like I usually stretch. I usually try to like you know do some um, you know stretches for my legs, stretches from upper back, um, like the usual like rotation, rotation, rotator cuff, you know exercises, things that could help me, um, you know, just prevent injuries and things like that when I when I start playing. How did you get started playing tennis? Where'd you grow up? Uh, was it in the east? I honestly I don't I don't know. I've known you so many years, but I never. Good question. I mean, it's 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 um. So I grew up playing in Southeast Queens. I went to a tennis academy called Youth and Tennis. Shout out to them. For me, I would say like my love for tennis and uh, the passion to like, you know, keep improving brought me to a whole many different places, you know, like throughout the city. Like I trained there at the academy maybe about like like four or five years. So I started when I was like 13 or so, mm-hmm. like officially. My improvement, like, you know, brought me to a place where I was able to try out for the um, city parks youth not youth tennis like they're uh they have like a tournament training for yeah. free yeah you know about that the uh, reebok before and now it's lacoste yeah i was in uh nygtl for some oh, yeah, program exactly yeah so i tried to watch atl they didn't take me so mm-hmm. i went to city parks and um yeah and i, I had I'd done a season there and that actually helped me like that guy steve kaplan he gave me a lot of like i guess small things that i could take and just like make my game improve not just at the program, but like, you know, further mm-hmm. on. From there, I just I just kept playing in the junior tournaments. And then when I, you know, became an adult, I started playing men's opens and did started you, playing league. Did you play in college? I didn't play in college. So that's always, a, I guess, the one thing everyone like gets surprised when they're like, oh, you didn't play. And I'm like, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't play my team like I was in college. But like the team just, you know, it wasn't really like a a good team. And I was just like, I did that in high school and I'm like, for you, it wasn't uh, worth yeah, it? Yeah, it's not worth it. So I'm just going to play and keep yeah. training. I had a bunch of friends already. I already knew 
just keep training. You know, we would always like work and try to improve on stuff. He was coaching, so he had things for me and I would have things for him. And like I would say for my match play and things like that, like I was, I had a lot of like losses, like just early on, just playing these tournaments. It wasn't even like, <laughs> like I would just come in, go home, you know, it was, it was bad. So tennis, at least uh, in the past, is starting to change now has been viewed as more as like a white preppy sport. Yeah. And coming from a African American background, you're black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. how did you experience tennis being hmm. being black yeah. that not necessarily other people would have seen something things that may have been behind the scenes or like between the lines, you know what I mean? Did you experience yeah. anything like that? Uh well, I could say, I guess for me, it was always just like, uh, like going to these like tournament scenes. It was always like, I guess I was the odd one out, more or less. Didn't have trouble making friends and stuff, but it was just like, uh, I guess it was just not so common to see someone who looked like me. And um, for me, like, it's just. Did it make a difference? Did it make a difference? Not, not too much. It was just, I guess for me, I always felt like I had to like represent or like prove something. You know, nowadays, like, I don't even think about it because yeah. it's just like I have my game and I just go, you know, mm-hmm. just do what I want to do. I guess just originally, like, back in the day, yeah, it was more of, like, a thing for my friends who didn't play tennis. You know, it was like, oh, he plays tennis. It's like, what, like what's up with that, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, like, basketball or football or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ever let it? My so- te- yeah, my tennis community, it's, it was just like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always accepted. I didn't feel like I was. So not, none of it ever got to like your head or something like that. Nah, nah. I don't. I, that's usually one of the last things I'll ever think about. But like, it usually never even got came to that. You know, mm-hmm. like I would I would play kids and it would just be like everyone more or less looked the same. So it was just like I I had to just do what I had to do. You know, and and in New York City anyway, there's a lot of different like huge cultures, diversity. So, yeah. So it wasn't like I was just playing like white kids or whatever. It was like played Asian kids, Spanish kids. Like, everyone's got, you know, they're different things, so. Yeah, that's something, growing up in New York City, um, I feel like it would it would be a different uh, scenario if you grow up in, like, Nebraska or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. New York is just so diverse that it's not a thing. You have so much exposure to so many different cultures so early on that does it. But it does get to some people, I, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. It is always people like that. But it, it, for me, I don't... Um, I don't think that's one of the first things I would look at or what people would look at me. Yeah, please. Like, I didn't feel like people would look at me and think that, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in my, you know, that's when great. I'm out there. Yeah, he's just, uh, like, if anything, I would just hear, oh, he's athletic. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, it wouldn't be like... Uh, is it true that uh, it's it's impossible to lob you because you jump so high? <laughs> oh, no. It's definitely it's definitely possible to lob me. I get lobbed over time in my back end. I uh, just... Uh, Usually try to make up for it with a tweener or something, you know. What do you do for fun when you're not playing tennis? Oh, that's a good question. I actually do. Uh, I play pool. Mm-hmm. I like I like playing pool. That's actually one of my favorite um, things to do in my free time. Usually you have a buddy I go play with. I play tennis too. Yeah, we, we usually go play pool afterwards and just chill out. It's like a nice... Like, I guess it's... Uh, for me, I, I I try not to bring the intensity that tennis brings, but like it still comes because mm-hmm. like I'm a, I'm a competitor at heart, so it's like messing up at pool is like it's I think it's just around the same way as like pay pool. You you get that luck base, 
but then it's also very much skill based. Mm-hmm. Funny you bring it up. Last week I was playing with a uh, with this friend. He's a uh, used to be a professional poker player, and so everything that he was when he was playing a lot, it was like very disciplined, and it wasn't he wasn't playing yeah. for fun. He wasn't gambling. He was playing high highest percentage, high percentage thing. Yeah, yeah, high yeah. percentage. If you you know you go all in and you're 60% favorite, you're going to lose it 40% of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, in the long run, you you know, you know still made the right play, yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. So I was, I was playing with this guy. We don't gamble, and he, and he even said in the beginning of the when, of the night, he's like, we're not playing any, none of these games are going to be for money. And then the very last game, I'm like, all right, loser pays for the table. Okay. And we got into this super intense game where both of us were... were uh, I, I had like a three ball advantage on him. Yeah. Then he sinks a few and now we're, we're going back and forth on the eight ball. Yeah. It reminded me of what you said. It's like trying to, trying not to bring that tennis intensity. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's, uh, it ends up being painful. Honestly, Cause this one was intense. I even yeah. yelled at him like, come on when yeah. he missed a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, like I get with that, my buddy, like we don't even gamble. For, we, it's just for pride. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I can only imagine if there's some money involved, like you, uh, the salt, comes real especially when people like start fluking or whatever like you got a cold balls like you know what i mean yeah one thing i noticed though uh i don't know if this is like an athlete thing or or something else whenever i play like let's say i'm playing pool or literally any other game whenever i play with let's say another tennis player another athlete we take everything kind of in stride whereas Mm -hmm. people who don't compete regularly like us they get really salty when they lose Okay. Um, yeah. That's just what I noticed. Like they, they, they don't know how to process like losing as, as like yeah. smoothly as we do because we're used to it. Yeah, I'm gonna say like it's it's like almost an everyday thing for us. Whenever we go break, play a practice, is always like, like, even every forehand you hit, you know what I mean? Like there's like a success and then there's like a failure. So mm-hmm. you um, you have to deal with that, and uh, that's why I guess for me I like tennis because tennis is like, it's a constant like you're always learning. You know, like there's always that like, why is the, why did you lose? Why did you mess up? Like, you know, something happened and you have to like adapt and like take something positive out of that. So mm-hmm. it's a constant, you know, I guess it's just a constant reminder for me to, to just like stay positive. If you, you can pick five pros, male or female, to go on vacation with, who would you go with? Um, and where? Where? Uh, okay. So let's see. That's that's a tough one. I would say, uh, oh yeah, actually yeah, Nadal. Yeah, he's Nadal? got the super yacht. I, I might have to hang out with him, man. They they got a different class. I'd, I'd probably take uh, my guy Francis. You know, mm-hmm. I bet I bet we we'd have a ball. You know, so Nadal, Francis, Tiafo. I think uh, I think Jack Sock would be pretty cool too. You know, he seems mm-hmm. like a like a you know fun guy. You know, also seems alright. Uh, Adrescu. Andrescu? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she seems all right, you know? So that's it. That'll round it out. And, you know, we'll go on on Nadal's mega yacht. We'll just sail around the world. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of The Changeover, brought to you by the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. If you want to see Dylan and I play a match, we played a tournament and I filmed it. It's on YouTube. That was a grudge match after this guy had beaten me twice before this episode was not recorded at that tournament this was a little bit earlier but i put together a nice uh, highlight reel showing off both of our skill if you enjoy listening to the podcast i would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with anybody who you think would be interested in it 
I've got amazing stuff on the way. A little sneak peek. I've got an episode coming out with Wolfgang Team. This is Dominic Team's dad. I am going to do a 24-hour marathon tennis session as well for views, I guess. If you haven't yet, please follow me across social media, mostly Instagram and YouTube at Tipsy Tennis Podcast. And until next time, my friends, stay tipsy.